Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today on CityCast Philly, I'm sitting in McGlinchey's, a dive bar on South 15th Street in Center City. It's one of the few bars that still allow smoking inside, despite a 2008 ban on smoking in most public places. So how has this place, along with some other bars, been able to keep a smoking exemption? And why are such places a dying breed? It's Thursday, July 6th. I'm Trinae and here's what Philly's talking about. When you walk into McGlinchey's, there's stained glass on the window. There's wood panels and old pictures, even beer ads and drink specials on the walls. There are a few people sitting around the bar and chatting, which is the center stage of this place. And now I'm sitting at a booth with Ali Mosin. And you cover the city's food and beverage scene for Billy Penn. And you recently wrote about how Philly's smoking bars are eventually going to phase out out of the scene because of city regulations. May I ask you, are you a smoker? How did you find this story? I used to be a very heavy smoker. And uh, I found this story. I joined Billy Penn three months ago. There have been some ideas, story ideas that were on the list. And smoking bars was one of them, just looking at what happened to smoking bars after the pandemic. As someone who has a deep love for smoking bars, I immediately gravitated to that idea. At the same time, I was noticing headlines about how the U.S. was hitting an all-time low in terms of cigarette smokers. So talking to bar owners, it seemed the story was more what is the future of these bars uh, as opposed to the change they were making after the pandemic. Gotcha. And we're also here with Shelly Sokol, owner of McGlinchey's, which has been around since the 1950s. Your dad bought the place in the late 1960s. Has it always been a smoking bar here? Yes. Okay. It's always been a smoking bar. Well, back then, almost every place, almost every bar was a smoking bar. Booze and cigarettes go together. What's a popular drink here? Beer. What kind of beer? Rolling Rock, it's the cheapest we have. Okay. Why have you kept it a smoker-friendly bar? Because a lot of people in here smoke. So when they outlawed smoking, we had to get us the exemption. In 2008, Philly banned smoking indoors. So how are bars able to have certain exemptions, right? So now I want to kind of figure out the rules around smoking in bars and restaurants in Philly. How does it work? Well... So they got waivers in 2008. At the time when the law was put into place as an owner of an establishment, if you can prove that 90% of your revenue came from alcohol sales, then you were given 90 days to apply for an exemption against the ban if you wanted to. Okay. And a handful of bars did. Since then, you know, that 90 days is long past. It's not possible to apply anymore. 
So it's essentially the bars that have those exemptions continue to exist based on the exemptions. But once current ownership changes for whatever reason, those exemptions no longer, you can't transfer them. Even if it's even if it's to a member of the same family. Wow. So that means we're looking at what, like 10, 15 years maximum for for smoking bars in the city. So eventually these bars kind of will fade out. Yeah, unless there's a change in the law, which is unlikely. So even if a bar gets a new owner, they can't keep that exemption? Yeah, like I was at Grumpy's Tavern on 19th Cross and I was talking to the owner, Joseph DeSimone, and he was telling me if he were to pass ownership to his son, that would not include the um, exemption against the smoking ban. Wow, and that could also impact the the customers that come in there. It could impact the future of their business. Of course, it impacts, I think, even more than that, because if you're looking at Grumpy's specifically, that corner, that establishment has been a smoking bar since 1934, where it's called Pinto's. It opened up the year before, or the year after, sorry, the prohibition. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at a 99 year history of a neighborhood smoking bar where still most of the, most of the regulars are neighborhood residents. Right. So yeah, it it does change things. Uh, For example, uh, South Philly, Fireside Tavern, a lot of the regulars at that bar are um, members of local 542, the operating engineers union. And talking to the owner there, Mike Sullivan, like this is a meeting spot for for a lot of these people. This is a meeting spot for, you know, people who happen to smoke. It's special. It means something. And it has. It has been a meeting spot for that specific union for five generations, you know, which his family have been members of that union for five generations. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Ali, what do smoking bars mean to you and other people who like them? So I moved to Philly seven years ago, and I think the first thing I did was Google smoking bars, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty simple. I ended up here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Found this place, felt immediately, immediately at home when I walked in. And um, I don't know, I was, I was hanging out here for a while. It's fun. I, I think, I know that, where I am right now at Billy Penn is a result of coming here as often as I did. All the friends that I made, the connections that I made, uh, it all it all set me on a certain path. And um, I ended up feeling far more at home in the city because of this place. 
Awesome. So, for example, like I can tell you where I was sitting when I found out I got my first job here. Oh, nice. When I became a citizen, I came in. It was pretty early in the morning, and I came in here and mentioned it to an employee, John Rhodes, rest in peace. Uh, started like I told him, and he celebrated with me. You know, he was buying me shots and playing songs on the jukebox, like Springsteen and that "I'm a Real American" song, which over and over and over again. Um, That's special. Yeah, it's just it, it means a lot to me. It's still the friends that I still see and talk to on a daily basis are. The ones that I met here, even though I haven't been coming in here as often anymore since I quit smoking. And I think these bars play that role in this city. I think, obviously, everyone goes to bars, but with smoking bars, it is a subculture. It's a community. It's like you're going to like a hobby store or like, you know. Um, and yeah, there's something special about that. There's been years of health campaigns about the dangers of smoking. Don't smoke while you're pregnant. Um, what does that mean for bars like you? How did how have you like combat that over the years? I got smoke eaters. See all these things? Mm -hmm. It's always clear in here. You never see the smoke. I will say that it's very clear. I don't really smell like a smoky flavor or atmosphere in here. Have people pushed back in any ways on the smoking in your bar? No. Any critics? Nobody talks to me. Okay. <laughs> people walk in, they smell the smoke, and they walk out. Okay. Some people stay, some people walk out. Is it unique to Philly that we have these smoking bars? Do other cities have these kind of smoking bars? Shelly's shaking his head. No? Not, not, not many right. have smoking so let's let's talk about just like the culture around smoking, right? So I'm curious though because people smoke hookah, they have cigar lounges in the city, downtown in Maniunk, people smoke cannabis, vaping is pretty popular. And I see a lot of smoke shops popping up like in neighborhoods around Philly where you can buy anything that you need to smoke tobacco or cannabis. So smoking is happening. What do you think makes this different? than what's allowed now? Well, I was looking specifically at cigarette smoking. You're right, absolutely. There's there's vaping everywhere. Even in non-smoking bars, you see people trying to sneak. Yes. You know, like <laughs> so it absolutely, I don't think smoking as a whole is on a decline. I was more interested in cigarette smoking and in what you said, like the character, kind of the, the atmosphere that comes with cigarette smoking bars. And in Philly's case, it was unique both in it's one of the last U.S. cities, certainly the largest, where these bars exist in any capacity, but there's also so much history attached to them. And in the case of, for example, Friendly Lounge on Washington, like that bar has been recreated for that Scorsese movie, The Irishman, because like there's a lot of history there. You know, depending on who you talk to, you'll get different stories out of Friendly, but that's still pretty unique. And it, I know, I think it's sad for like to not be able to walk down Washington and go check that place out anymore. Right. Um, there is absolutely a character that I think fits in with, with the Philly identity, kind of. Um, this is a city that's proudly working class and, 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 you know, proudly rough around the edges. And you have a mascot like Gritty. Like, how do you not have smoking bars in, in the city? Yeah, so, it makes sense. <laughs> what does the future look like for smoking bars in Philly? 
there's no future. Eventually, people will realize it's not good for you and they'll stop. Or the feds will make them stop. Does that scare you in any way or worry you? Okay. They'll still drink booze. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me for CityCast Philly. Thank you. You can read Ali's full story about McGlinchey's and other smoking bars in Philly in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The suspect of a mass shooting in the King Sessing neighborhood earlier this week has been charged with five counts of murder. 6ABC reports 40-year-old Kim Brady Carricker was charged with a total of 11 offenses. It's been reported that the five victims killed range in age from 15 to 59 years old. Four others were wounded, including children. Authorities said there isn't a known connection between the victims and the alleged shooter. We'll talk more about this story on the Friday News Roundup. And the Philadelphia School District will announce changes to its lottery-based selective emissions process at the end of the month. According to Chalkbeat Philadelphia, the system was introduced back in 2021 as a way to increase the number of Black and Latino students at the city's most selective schools, like Masterman and Central High School. But the new system has been unpopular with some families and left open seats at schools. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the Friday News Roundup. Bye. What's usually the vibe in this place? There's no vibe. There's hardly anybody here. Okay.